cross I will ever be true is shame and reproach gladly bear and you'll call me someday to my home far away where is Aren't you glad for what Jesus has done for us? Amen. Amen. God is so good. I want us to um, have a prayer at the moment. There's uh, several requests, and one is uh, Brother Jim Blodgett. I want us to be praying for, for him. Also, Jack Godsey um, really needs a touch from the Lord. Got a, um, a call. Uh, many of you probably received the, the text or the email. Uh, Donna. Goodrich, no, Donna, Silcox, thank you, to me Donna's, I'm sorry, <laughs> Donna Silcox, uh, her dad, 91 years old, is in the hospital, um, he has COVID, he has pneumonia, and, and strep throat, and he's already struggling with dementia, and so they're just, they're just struggling because, you know, they're unable to be back with him, and uh, just, that's a very hard place to be. So remember those those families. Also, uh, this afternoon, uh, I got a call from a young man who came to church with his prison clothes on when I was at Busby Church of God, and uh, sat in the back row. He was he was stoned out of his mind, but before the end of the service, the Lord straightened him up, saved him. He became a, a, a part of our recovery program, just a great young man, uh, was able to receive his children back. It was, it was just a, an amazing success story. But um, last night, he was in his garage working and, and, and had a heart attack. And so just remember his girls, his wife, and remember that family. Um, we don't know the day nor the hour the Son of Man comes. So it's pertinent that we are ready no matter what. Amen. So we need to make sure that we are in tune with the Lord and that we're surrendered to Him. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank You so much that You are our strength, that You are our help in the very present time of trouble. We thank You, God, that You, are, are, that you care for every one of us. There's not a need that, that You don't know about. And Lord, You're waiting on us to bring our needs before You. And Lord, by faith we say, Lord, intervene. By faith, God, enter into these situations and bring wholeness and healing. God, touch Brother Jim Blodgett. Lord, I thank you, God, for him and Sandy. And I know that I know they have been struggling for a while with health issues. But, Lord, I know that you are an awesome God, that you are in charge. And I pray you'll just minister to them, Lord. Touch Jack, 
uh, Jack Godsey, Lord, touch his body. Minister to him and help him through this time. Lord, I, I pray for the Silcox family, for Greg and Donna, that you'll just minister to them. I know that she has been traveling up to be with her dad uh, once, once a week, and sometimes she'll spend weeks at a time there. And I know that's a, a great burden for her and, and how she has so much cared for him. And I pray you'll just be with her and love uh, her through this and be with this family, bring healing to his body. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are with us no matter what and that we can draw strength from you, that we're covered by your, your precious blood that you shed on Calvary, that you no longer look through us as the person that we used to be, but through the veil of your, of your flesh, God, we are seen as a new creature in Christ Jesus. And we surrender to you, and we honor you, and we praise you. Have your way in the service tonight. Let your name be glorified. We praise you for who you are and for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Our ushers are going to come. Thank you, guys. I, I didn't see you back there. I apologize. I, I, I've already prayed, so... Let's go.
somebody we want to do one of those acapella for you um yes lead us what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Don't precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah. 
Praise the Lord. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. Amen. I got one right here, right? Praise the Lord. Man, God is so good. What a wonderful day that God has given us. Great service. The youth did such an awesome job this morning. And, and um, man, just amazing. God is so faithful, isn't he? We don't deserve it. But he loves us. He says, even while we were still in sin, Christ died for us. And so I'm so thankful that he took a wretch. You know what the, the old word, a wretch like me. When I was younger, I used to say, Mom, why did he take a wrench? What was he fixing? A wretch like me. And all of my craziness and all of my mess-ups and all of my brokenness, and he loved me anyway. Amen. Aren't you glad that he loved you in that way? Cared about you. Cares about, cares about you. Amen. I'm going to um, be sharing out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. Um, if you'd like to join me there. Amen. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Father, I pray that tonight as we have sung about the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us, that we recognize how we have been washed, that we've been cleansed by you, that, that we are walking in victory because of you. But Lord, I recognize that in this, in this day, in many of our lives, God, there are still things that we face. There's still trials. There's still struggles. And as long as we are living in this body, this mortal body, there will be aging. There will be all these things that we have to deal with. But I'm so glad to know that you are with us and that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you reside in us and that you empower us and you quicken us. And I pray that tonight as we draw near to you that we can experience even greater your truth and your word and know that we will be victorious in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. You know how that passage, when I open this statement, I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, one of the most powerful statements concerning the power of God in us. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure. Wow. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Aren't you glad that he's in charge and not us? Come on, somebody. I mean, you know, I don't know that I can boil water too good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that God's in charge. Thank you, Jesus, right? But, you know, even in this verse, it has 
a lot of sister verses that I believe uh, give it strength, that kind of uh, come together with it. 1 John 4 and 4 says, You are of God, little children, have overcome him, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How many believe that? Amen. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, right? That's the, that's, the double, that's the double whammy right there. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We got both fists up. Come on. We got this, right? Luke 10 and, and 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. Wow. Now look. If you've lived for any amount of time, you recognize that, that bad things sometimes happen to good people, right? Well, I, who was it said? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, right? Come on, Forrest Gump. Run forward. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes Christians have financial issues, Right? Sometimes Christians have, uh, sometimes Christians get sick. Sometimes we fight personal battles within our marriage and our minds and our flesh. We have things that we fight. We have things that we face. We have struggles that, that are real, that are around us with our own appetites. But the, in this text, Paul says, I have been troubled on every side. Right? I've been troubled on every side. I've been perplexed. I've been persecuted. I've been knocked down. You know, sometimes I believe we focus on that side. I'm just beat up. I'm just tore down. Everybody's against me. I don't know if I can make it. But, you know, he didn't stop there. He says, but also, he says, not distressed, not in despair, not forsaken, not destroyed. Look, just because you've had trials, just because you've been perplexed, just because you get frustrated, we need to know that we can walk in the, uh, in the power of God to be able to be not be able to be not distressed, not in despair, not forsaken, and not destroyed. I just came by to tell somebody tonight that it doesn't matter what the enemy has against you, come on, that God is on your side, amen? God knows your, God knows your struggle. He says this in Isaiah 54, 17. He says, no weapon forged against you shall prosper, right? Thank God. Now, you know, I think we get in the mindset, well, you know, Nothing shall touch us. Nothing shall harm us because, you know, nothing's being forged again. It didn't say that. It said that no weapon forged against you. In other words, there are weapons being forged against you. There's some weapons that are in the, in the works being made against you because the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brother, right? In other words, there's a whole lot of accusations and darts being thrown at you. But what, is, what it says is that, it might be made against you. It might be forced against you. It might be launched against you. It might even hit you at times. But it says it shall not prosper. In other words, it will not meet its extended end. You, in other words, you will not be taken out because God is with you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. That's all right. The Bible teaches us in, in Romans chapter 8 and 28, it says, the, it says this, all things work together for the good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. All things. It didn't say some things. It didn't say just your churchy things. Come on. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to, to his purpose. It doesn't matter how, how, how you are spiritually or, or how things are, are so beautiful in your life. Look, there's going to be some times that you're going to run into some unexpected things. How many of you have ever run into a pothole before? Right? You know, in Honduras, driving is interesting. 
to say the least. I mean, in Honduras, they steal the manholes covers. They steal the manhole covers because they can take them and recycle them. They cut them up and recycle them for money. And so you drive down the road, and I mean, you're, you're just going about your business, bebopping down the road, and, and bam, that whole tire goes into that and busts the tire. And, and you're like, man, why can't they just make cement manhole covers? And here's the crazy thing. When somebody does hit one of those, they, they put a, somebody will cut a limb off, and they'll put a limb inside the manhole cover so to warn other people. But, you know, when you're driving in the middle of the night and you come up in a tree's in the middle of the road, that's scary too, right? <laughs> but I, I have, I literally, the last few years that I lived in Honduras, I stopped driving at night in, in, as, far, as far as traveling across the country because, you know, it, it got to be so bad to the roads. I mean, literally, there, was, I, there wasn't manholes, there were bus holes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you could literally, a, a, a bus could be in front of you and you could lose the bus, you're like, what? whoa, how am I going to make it through if that bus couldn't make it through, right? But the fact is, is that we all face some potholes. And, and, and to me, when I liken a pothole, it's, and it's an unexpected, you know, unthought about, undesired situation that comes up in our life. It, it hits us. It takes the breath out of us. It knocks us out of the, out of the loop because we wasn't expecting it to happen. How many ever had something unexpected happen to you, right? Somebody said, hey, Amen. Right. The good news is, is that even though we all have these moments and we encounter these unexpected, unplanned attacks, problems and circumstances, we have this promise in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always, come on, thanks be unto God, which always leads us to triumph, always causes us to triumph in Christ, making manifest the Savior of, of, of the knowledge of his of his ever in every place. Amazingly, always God leads us to victory. Always. Revelation 12 and 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, right? By the word of their testimony, the blood of the lamb, and they did not love their life so much as to shrink back from death. We are overcomers. Thank you, Jesus. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't know what situation you're facing, what decisions you're having to make. I don't know what uh, may have knocked you down or thrown an unexpected curve into your life, uh, but I do know this, that no matter what trials you come to, no matter if the company's downsized, no matter financial, no matter sick, no matter divorce, no matter drugs, no matter all of that stuff, listen, God still is on the throne, amen? He's still, he's still there, and he's still there to help us. A thousand different things could happen, but the bottom line is it might have hurt you, but it might have knocked the breath out of you, but when you're a child of God, that's the great See, the devil, don't, he don't get it. He don't understand. We get the breath knocked out of us, and, and, and we get knocked down, and the devil thinks, whoo, I won, right? I, I remember as a young boy, I was jumping on the bed in my grandma's house. None of y'all have done that before, huh? It, it, and it wasn't like she didn't know. I mean, that bed was so old, it, it squeaked from one end of the house to the other. And I was jumping up and down, had them big springs in it. And it wasn't like these little comfort springs these days, you know. Moves with you. I mean, this thing. And I was jumping up and down, and I heard Mama yell, Paul, get in here. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm not going to get caught, so I'm going to jump off the bed. 
Well, the problem of jumping off the bed is I didn't land on my feet. I landed on my belly. And I sat in there, Lord, help me. I'm not only going to die right here, she's going to kill me when she gets in here. I mean, some of y'all never had, never had this kind of things happen. But look, guess what? 40 years later, we're still, we still going, right? We're still doing crazy things. I remember, I remember the, the doctor's appointment when we went, Kim and I went to the doctor and we found out we, had, we were pregnant with Anna and we were so excited. And it was, whoo, scared to death, excited. But we went into the doctor's office and they had done some tests and, and they told us, you know, look, your, your daughter's going to be born deformed. They said she's she's probably gonna not come out right, and and then they gave this big suggestion, the big A word. They said we we suggest that you abort the baby because it's not gonna be right. And and I sat there thinking, Did she, really? You just you just put that on me? I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, that's not a word that we can use. It's not something that we agree with. We we just can't do that. If 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 God chooses for us to have a child that, that has issues, then Lord, that's a, then thank you, Jesus. I mean, I, had a, I have a niece who is Down syndrome. I had an uncle that's Down syndrome. Um, my pastor's daughter was Down syndrome. I mean, my pastor's daughter, when I went to college, she would, she would write me notes. She was my sweetheart. And so when I would come home... I'd always have a Valentine card or something that she would make for me. It was a bad day when I brought Kim home. I mean, she wouldn't even talk to Kim. <laughs> She's like, who is this ungodly woman you brought with you? <laughs> but, you know, I've always had a special place for those with special needs. And so for, for, for them to say that, it, it knocked the breath out of us. Like, Lord, really? Is this, is this I mean... Do you, do you feel like we have enough care and love to take on a child with such needs? We got in the car. We drove down the road. We weeped a little while. We cried a little while. And we said, you know, Lord, if this is your plan, we'll be obedient to whatever you say. Sometimes things happen to us, and we don't understand. But, you know, Anna was born. She ain't right because she's just like me. And she got all my brains because her mama still has hers, so we're good. And, and, and look at a, a 22-year-old young lady today who's at Lee University. Does she have issues? Yeah. She's, she struggles with Tourette's. You, you might not ever know that. She has a learning disability. It takes her a lot longer to, to grasp things than most people. But she's got a 4.0 at Lee University in her junior year. I mean, all I can say is God knows, Right? He's in, he's in charge. He, he understands. Since, I mean, and so life throws us some unexpected curves. And, and those times it, may, it might spiritually knock us out. It might knock the breath out of us. But we're still standing. We're still here, right? Paul had a, a similar experience in Acts chapter 14, 19 through 20. He says, and, and he came thither. I'm sorry, I'm losing. We're in a traditional service, right? I'm using King James. And it came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, and 
who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood around about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derb. Think about this. I mean, look, they, they stoned Paul. They, they looked at him. He was so bloody, and he was so messed up that they thought he was dead. They just dragged him out just to throw him out of the city. How many times you feel like the enemy's got you down? You feel like you've been beat up and tore up and knocked out and all that good stuff, and, and, and the enemy's counted you for dead. But, but guess what? He wasn't dead, was he? It just knocked the breath out of him. I'm talking, here's these disciples who come around and say, man, is, is he going to make it? They push him a little bit, and, and, and he coughs a little bit. Says, oh, no, he's still alive, right? And, and the thing is, is that thank you, Jesus, that when we get hit and we get torn down, um, there's no denying that we're hurt. There's no denying that we're knocked down. There's no denying that the breath's been knocked out of us. We've been knocked off our feet. But the fact is, is that when a Christian is knocked off their feet, that's the greatest thing that can happen. Because when a Christian is knocked off their feet, they fall on their knees, right? And when we fall on our knees, that's when we touch heaven. And when we touch heaven, everything changes. Come on. When we get, to, when we get on our knees and we begin to fast and we begin to pray and we begin to believe, Everything, it shifts the whole atmosphere. God begins to take control and everything comes together because God is in control. Amen? Amen. Look, you might have lost a round, but you haven't lost the fight. Somebody, come on. It may feel like you've slipped, you might have slipped up, but, but the fact is, is you might think it's over with, you've been counted out, but the fight is fixed, right? Somebody needs to read the back of the book, right? Because the fight is fixed. Before you ever stepped into the ring, before you ever put on your fighting clothes, it was already determined that you are going to win. Thank you, Jesus. Look, I can't say that I'll never be knocked down. I can't say that I'll never be caught off guard. I can't say that I'll never be uh, in trouble or perplexed or forsaken. But I can say this. I am going to make it. Amen? I know who my Redeemer is. I know that I've been bought with a price. I know that I've been called a child of the king I know that I know that I know that he's on my side and for me to live is Christ and to die is gain come on somebody amen thank you Jesus I can say nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I can say, according to 2 Timothy 1 and 12, I know in whom I believe and who I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know that all things, and I quoted this before, all things, all things, all things will work together for the good of them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. I know that I can say with Romans 8 and 37, it says, nay, in all these things we are more than confident conquerors through him, through him, through him that, that loves us. Amen. You might have lost the round. You might have had the breath knocked out of you. You might have a black eye. You might have a busted lip and a bloody nose, but I'm here to tell you the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. The best is yet to come. Your setback is just a setup for a comeback. Come on. 1 John 4 and 4 says, And ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater, greater, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody shout amen. 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 Woo! I'm about ready to preach. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know who this is for. This this. This message was something that stirred in my spirit last week. 
it was something that, it, just to give you, an, give, give you an example, in my notes, in my notes, when I talk about my grandmother's room, in my original notes, it says 25, that's over 25 years ago. Now, let me just tell you that that's over 40 years ago now. In other words, this is something that has stirred in my heart for a long time. But I still believe it's just as relevant today than it ever is. Come on. Than it ever has been. And so when I think of the fact that we are still in this fight, look, I mean, they counted me out. I mean, in the ninth grade, I failed five subjects. Started smoking marijuana and brothers, stupid, wonderful brothers, got me into drinking. Look, they counted me out. I was done. I was, I was, I was giving up. I was quitting. So when I, when I preach this, I'm here to tell you, look, I know what it's like to be knocked out. I know what it's like to be counted out. Everybody thought, man, that kid's going, he's gone. He's lost. There's no turning back. But I, I, I want you to understand, I know that God is my redeemer. I know what I used to be. I know where I, I, know where I have been. I know the, the trouble I caused. I, I know when, when people come to the youth pastor and say, man, don't let that kid be a part of your youth group. He'll just mess it up. Yes, he will. But thank God for a gracious youth pastor who, who was um, uh, a not a good child himself. Who, who the Lord had redeemed, who was willing to reach out and love me even in the midst of my chaos, who was willing to care for me even, even though I was a troublemaker, even though I was a problem kid, even though I was the one who would come in, disturb everything, would have lock-ins, and, and he'd have to lock me in. <laughs> he'd, put, he'd put two kids on watching me because that was the troublemaker. But thank God that he was gracious enough to give me another chance. It wasn't that I didn't know truth. It wasn't that, I, I, it wasn't that I'd never been to church. I was raised in church. My parents were the youth pastors for a season. I remember going to the, to the youth class and I'd go to the bathroom and I would, I would climb out the window just to get out of class. I know, I know what it's like. And, and it might be something that you struggle with. Maybe it's something that you've seen your kids go through. Maybe it's something you see your grandkids go through. But just because they've took a turn, I'm believing that, that what's been instilled in them, the truth, will come back. Because it's not over. God's still a redeeming God. And when there's truth planted in you, you can't get away from it. It'll make you miserable. I mean, that's why, the, that's why so many of the world's miserable. Because they know the truth and they're running from it. They hate it. Why do they hate you and me? Because they know the truth and they know that they would have, for them to go to heaven, for them to have peace of mind, 
they will have to let go of some of the things that they enjoy. They'll have to let go of some of the things that they have uh, found pleasure in. For them to truly be impassionate for Christ and see a transformation, they've got to let go of it. And when they're around you, what they feel? Condemned. It's not that they hate you. They hate the condemning feeling that they feel because you are there. I remember Jeremy similarly just passed away last week, a great youth pastor. You heard me talk about him from Rio. But his mother was my secretary at, at, at South Haven. And, and man, what a dynamic prayer. Bonnie, you, you can agree with this. Dynamic prayer warrior. And, and so one day there was a, another lady who was down in the offices. And we were doing angel food. And she says, I can't work around Charlotte. She says, I just, I just feel like I'm working around some saint of God, and I feel like I'm guilty of something every time I'm around her. But wouldn't that be a testimony to have? That every time somebody's around you, they feel like they're sitting with Jesus. Wouldn't that be a place to be, to think that, that when people get around me, they... they they feel something so intense, something so strategic that they either want to get closer to me or want to get further away. Jesus said it this way. He said, some, I'll be a stumbling block to some, right? Because they can't handle it. But that doesn't mean we've got to give up. That doesn't mean the fight's over. That doesn't mean we have to turn them away. That means we... We draw closer. We show the love even more. Because, look, Jesus was Jesus. But he didn't run people off. I believe more than anything, he chased people down. Amen? How many of you have been chased down a few times? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I mean, as an 11-year-old, I remember sitting on the trampoline, hearing... God's voice calling me to serve. Think about that. As an 11-year-old young man shouting in the altars when, when everybody else was shouting, guess what I was doing? I was shouting right with them. If I had bobby pins, they'd be out too. Man, I love God. But even the greatest person that's in love with Jesus can fall, can make a mistake, can be influenced, can have moments of weakness. We've all been there. We've all had those moments. We might not have fallen in as deep into something as others, but the reality is, is sin is sin, right? There's no marker that well, you know, this one can have this level because they only did this much sin. No, dude, sin, sin. And everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs him. Somebody hearing this, you might feel like, you might feel like, man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's over. You've been in the fight and you bloodied up and, and, and you're, you're woozy, you're about to fall down, you're about to have the knockout and the bell rings. Well, it's over with. I guess I'm done. But that's not the case. Just because the bell ring, rings doesn't mean that it's over. It just means there's another round. 
It just means you got to get back up. You got to brush yourself off. It just means that, guess what? It just might be the next chapter. But thank God there's another chapter, right? Thank God that he's writing my book as I'm living, right? We're the next chapter of Acts. We're just doing what God's telling us to do. It might not be beautiful. It might not be pretty. Paul's life wasn't pretty, but guess what? He's still standing. Come on. Amen. Amen. Look, I look at the Hebrew, three Hebrew boys. They thought they were out. I mean, look, they wouldn't bow down. They wouldn't give up. And said, well, look. I have no other choice. I've got to throw you into the fire. I've got to throw you in the fiery pit. And here they were, seven times. He heated up seven times hotter, and he threw them into the pit. But guess what? There's a fourth man walking in the fire. Right? Look, when the heat gets turned up, it doesn't mean you're alone. It means there's a fourth man likened to the Son of God with him. We could say, well, it's over with. They're done. But nope, that's not the end of the story. That's not the finished product. The bell might have rung, but the chapter has been turned. There's something else. The king would say, wait a minute. I thought we threw three people in. But yet, I see something I see something different. There's a fourth man in the middle of the fire. There's a fourth man in there, likened to the Son of God. And guess what, guys? Not only did they find themselves delivered, there wasn't a smell of smoke on them. There was not, a, not even a singed hair on their head. They were alive as alive can be. And, and the king promoted them in the kingdom. Guess what, guys? We might feel like it's over with. We might be thrown to the fire and say, okay, I guess we're done. But guess what? When God gets in the mix, if God's in the plans, you will be, your downfall will be God's promotion. Come on, somebody. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. I mean, think about Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. I mean, you think, well, they're, they're throwing him into the, to the den with a bunch of hungry lions. Daniel chapter 6 and 17 says, And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his signet, his own signet, and with the signet of his lords. And the purpose might, and the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Danny, the purpose was to kill Daniel. They threw him in that pit. The seal was on there. Nobody can unseal this. It's done. I believe somebody's had your life told you that way. It's done. It's over with. It's been sealed. The purpose has been fulfilled. Your life is over. But praise God, it wasn't over, right? That wasn't the end. That what the bell might have rung. The, the, the chapter might have closed. It might have been, well, it's over with. But not quite. Because when we look just a little further in verse 19, 20, it says, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went, and went into haste unto the, unto the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver from the lions? Even the, even the king was anxious to see what had taken place with Daniel. Come on. And here's what Daniel's reply. O king, live forever. My God has sent an, his angel and has shut the mouth of the lion. Look, you might feel like you're in the lion's den it might be overwhelming, but I'm here to tell you that even in the midst of the lion's den, God can shut the mouth of the lion. Amen? Amen. 
We serve the Lion of Judah. Come on. And when we begin to praise him and we begin to worship him, everything else, we don't have to worry about any longer. We just trust God and know that he is able to take care of those who love him. Come on. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm closing. You want to play this piano? Piano. Aren't you thankful for Tina? Thank you, Lord. For these wonderful folks who've jumped in here and, and been a blessing. The Lord, I believe the Lord sent us Miss Tina. She was playing the piano for a youth group. And, and keyboard, for, keyboard for the youth group. And... Um, I said, she, she is a mighty young lady to be playing the keyboard for the youth group, right? But more, the more I got to know her, the more youthful I realized she is. She's like a teenager. She just fits right in. In closing, I don't know this, this evening where your life struggle is. I mean, it could be like We've invited the Lord on the boat this morning. It could be that we've come to that place and we've, we have him with us, but we're still struggling with what, what do we do now, God? Where do we go from here? Preachers are good about telling people, you need to get saved. <laughs> you need to live right. But what, how do we do that? How do we get to that place where we're so confident in God that when we got the bloody nose and we've been beat up, that we're able to say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I trust you. That's the hardest place to be, Josh. You know, I, I sat at the table with your dad he looked over, Paul, he said, that wife of yours right there, he said, she gave me a word. He said, that word took away smoking from me. You know, it might just be a word that we're given. We don't know how we're used in moments. But the reality is, is we have to learn to trust him. Say, Lord, Whatever you give me, I'm going to hang on to. Whatever word that you're allowing me to feast on today, I'm going to feast on that. And we have to take it day by day. Because if you're looking out there, man, what am I going to do you know, 20 years from now? <laughs> Lord, who knows what we're going to do 20 years from now? We don't know. The old song says, one day at a time, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I ask of you, right? It's one day at a time. Ed, the Bible tells us this, sufficient unto the day are the evils thereof, right? Can't worry about tomorrow. If we can take one day at a time and say, Lord, I can only handle this battle today. 
I need you to help me with this one. And if you can get me through this one, I can wake up tomorrow. Your word says your mercy is made new every morning. Well, Lord, I'm going to trust on some new mercy tomorrow. I'm going to need your grace to make it through another day. I'm going to need your strength to help me one more time. One day at a time. I don't know who that's for. Don't try to think of years down. One day at a time. Trusting. Believing. If you can give him one day at a time, the stronger and stronger you get. And then the next thing is, is you find good friends to be around that can pick you up. If you got to find good people that, uh, that's why, you know, why did the Lord establish the church? Not for religion. We, we've made church religion. Come on, man makes it religion. We make it rules. We make it about all that. The church was built for relationship. And so not only are we in relationship with him, but we need each other. Because when we're struggling, isn't it amazing? The moment that we're in our weakest times is when we run from the church the most. And that is the moment that we should run to the church the most. That's the time that we need to, everything we got, man, I need somebody. I need some help. And that's the time we embrace each other. Take one day at a time. Find some good brothers and sisters that can help you. I mean, for me, that's why we started CR, is to have a place where, where folks can come in without feeling an atmosphere of judgment, but can come into a place where everybody's come there because we, we recognize we're all broken. And we can come, relate to each other, care for one another, hold each other accountable, grow together, be discipled, and experience God together. That's what we do. But ultimately, as we grow, we find ourselves with greater roots, deeper and deeper, into the foundation of Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then when all those winds blow, we can be like Jesus <laughs> in the bow of the boat on a pillow, resting. Because we know that no matter what happens on this side of glory, heaven's my home. This is just temporary. I mean, I believe so, peop so many people get so tore up because they think this is all they've got. But man... Just as Miranda called me about Jason, and she was weeping, but she said, Pastor, I know where he's at. I know that he made heaven his home. And we have that confidence to know that no matter what happens, that we're going to make heaven our home. Then, when we have our roots so deep, what do we want to do? We want to get as many other people to have those roots like we've got. We want them to experience what we experience. We want them to have the confidence. People look at me like, you're crazy. Seems like nothing bothers you. Well, it ain't that nothing bothers me. I get hit and bruised and bumps all the time. 
but my roots are in Jesus. And, and I, I can't own other people's hurt, but I can show love to everyone. And I can just care, love, be compassionate. And hopefully, one by one, somebody else is one to the Lord. Is that your desire? Look, maybe you're maybe, maybe you've come in and, and and you feel like, man, it's been a fight. The Lord said it's not over. Let's dig some roots in. Let's get our roots deep. Let's get stronger together. Let's see the hand of God move in our church. Let's see other people transformed by the glory of God. Look, we had 186 people in service this morning. Isn't that crazy? Amen. That's exciting. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to connect them? How are we going to disciple? How are we going to raise them? How are we going to give them some roots right here? That's up to us, right? We've got to, we've got to be diligent and faithful with, with what God's doing in us. And I'm just thankful to be a part of what God's doing right here in this moment in time. Somebody asked me, said, are you still happy about coming back to Maryville? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not easy. We've, we've faced different things. I mean, it, was, it wasn't easy when staff decides to move to Florida. I said, when are y'all taking me to Florida? <laughs> it wasn't easy to see transition, see those things happen. But God knows. I mean, even this morning, can I just be real? Y'all love me, right? I love y'all. This morning, we had an awesome, I feel like we had an awesome service. How many of y'all feel like we had a great service? Amen. Amen. But during worship, um, they, everybody was praising the Lord. Well, somebody began speaking in tongues this morning. Well, I didn't sense it was a message to be given an interpretation. And so I, 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 I meditated on it a minute. I paused for a minute. I know the person very well. And so I said, Lord, I'm not getting anything. So I, we kept on. Well, somebody was offended about that because I didn't stop and interpret. Well, if, I, if God hasn't given me an interpretation, I can't give something, I can't make something up, right? I mean, I can make something up, but that wouldn't be right either, would it? <laughs> and my thought is, is that if, do you guys believe that if God wanted to give a message, he couldn't give a message? If God wants to give a message, He'll make, he'll make the whole sound system shut off. I mean, and I have been in services where everything boom, shut off and the power of God move in. I've been there. So in my view, if God wants to give a message, he'll give a message. And he don't have to have me to do it. I say that to say, guys, we have to be careful that we don't let little things hinder us moving forward because if we're digging in some roots and we're growing we can't just be in shifty sand all the time we can't just let every little thing we can't be looking for all the negatives all the time look if you want to find something negative we can find it right they're all around us 
mean, I look in the mirror and say, oh boy. <laughs> but if we want to grow, we're going to be in this, this fight together and recognize that we're still in it. With all its bumps and bruises and all the fights that we've been in, we're still in it. And it's not over. Then we've got to join up on the same team. We've got to work together. Let's see something passionate. Guys, I don't mean to point you out. Are y'all okay with me pointing you guys out? These guys, I'm so happy to see these guys right here. They've been through some fire. On the road to recovery and doing well. I'm excited for you guys. Anthony's all right to point you out. I did it already. Anthony moved here and is now working at CARM, right? And, and Jimmy is the manager at CARM. But y'all met in a recovery thing, right? They met in a recovery form. And Jim, Jim and Anthony moved here from somewhere else to work at CARM. You know what their desire is? We want to help as many people as, they, as we can see them recovered from all of the harmful things that they've been into. Man, I'm, God's setting us up. Y'all don't realize this. God's setting us up for some, some very powerful ministry to see lives transformed. But we've got to be ready because with recovery comes broken people. With recovery comes people who aren't going to get it right all the time. Who's going to need somebody to, to say when, when they walk in bloodied up and struggling to say, I'm with you. You're not by yourself on this one. I'm in this with you. We're together. It's going to take that, guys. Are you ready? I need you. I need your prayer. I need your, your encouragement. I need you to be on the same team with me because I know I don't make all the right decisions all the time. That's why I'm thankful for you guys. Pastor, what in the world are you doing? Well, tell me. What have I done now? <laughs> I'm okay with that, guys. Don't, you don't have to go around behind my back and talk about things. You can actually come to me. I, I welcome you. Please. Because probably what you've already struggled with and I've beat myself up with over and over and over again. And I just need you to say, man, I'm with you. Because we're on the same team. We're going to fight together. And not fight against each other. But fight the enemy together. Amen. Maybe you're in that fight tonight and said, Pastor, I just need somebody to fight with me. Amen. 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 Would you be willing to come down and let's, let's pray together. Let's encourage one another. I don't know, we're few tonight, and if you're being precautious, you, you stay where you are. But, but if you're okay with praying for other people and you're okay with joining together, as many as will, would you just come and join us in the altar? Can we come and just pray together? Can we come believe together? Amen. 
Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We're not alone, brother. We're in some good company. Amen. Yes, we are. We're in some good company. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. Father, we just pray right now, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for each one of these young men, God, who are standing here right now. Lord, I thank you, God, that, that we can raise our hand without wrath or doubting and knowing, God, that you see us, that you care, that you're compassionate, that you want to see us strengthened. You want to see us as overcomers. You, When your son died on the cross, it wasn't in vain. It was so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. It was so that we could find peace and peace in you, Lord Jesus. And Father, it was so that we could be a part of one body, knowing that we are together. And when one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. And I pray, God, that you'll lift my brothers up. Lord, every curse of the past be broken in Jesus' name. Lord, we don't have to continue kneeling to or surrendering to the past, knowing that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're no longer the same person when we surrender to you, Jesus. But we are alive in you, God. Old things have passed away and all things become new. And I'm praying for new things to rise up. I'm praying for new life, new hope, new opportunities, new strength, Father new friendships, new, new everything, God. Cleanse and purify. Make us whole, Lord, and make us what you want us to be, Jesus. Let us find that peace in you, Jesus. Let us find that strength in you. Not that we're perfect, but God, we're being made perfect in you, Jesus. You are the one perfecting us. You are the one as we submit ourselves as the clay into the potter. God, mold us and shape us God, take away the, the things that would hinder. Take away the things that would keep us from experiencing your true love. God, unite us as one body in Christ Jesus, the head of the whole in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
God is good, isn't he? Amen. Woo. Peace that I haven't felt in a long time. Come on. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Thank you, praise team. We appreciate you guys. I've already told Barbara Taylor she's going to be on the praise team next time. Right? But anyway... We might even get a Tony up there. Tony used to Tony used to lead the choir at one time, didn't he? Hey, you can't run from it, buddy. But I appreciate. I hope you guys are enjoying this. This for me is such a blessing. It's just the icing on the cake, and I love you. Appreciate you. If there's anything I can pray with you about, let me know. Anything I can help you with, let me know. We're we're really thankful you're here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he keep his hand upon you. May you be a blessing wherever you go. Amen? Amen. Because you are, a ble- you are blessed to be a blessing. Thank you, guys. Fellowship. Love each other. See you.